Roll a luck check. Good. You make it across the narrow rope bridge and into the No Class Podcast with your host, Eddie and Matt and special guest today, Brendan J. LaSalle of Goodman Games, the infamous creator of X-Crawl. At your service. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Listeners, you can't see, but I'm making air quotes when I say the word gentleman because... In convention and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you have any questions? Any concerns? Why don't you kick it off while I try to adjust some of these levels? Amazing. Let me do that. So, a little anecdote I didn't share the other day. So, you know, I got into DCC, passionate about the game. And one of the things I acquired early on amongst numerous other adventures and I ran and played was hole in the sky and you know different people have different opinions on you know the best ever their favorite funnel this guy i'll tell you i'm not just saying it because you're here i love hole in the sky oh, thank you very much yeah it, it's it, awesome it hits all the right beats i just something about it i love and so a funny story is there's a guy that was here today bradley we love him in fact he did our theme intro music and um but he he got into DCC kind of later after we'd done a lot of that really heavy road crewing early on, and so he loves it. He's hardcore DCC, and and so a while back he's like, "Hey man, I found this adventure and I want to run it. Run it at the local game store. I want you there. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be amazing." And I was like, "Well, you know what's it called?" And he goes, "Oh man, it's the best thing ever. It's called Hole in the Sky." <laughs> yeah. Nice. So anyway, and I was like, "I'm I'm familiar with that. Oh, that's super cool though. Yeah, yeah. Good little anecdote." Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks. I'm, I'll tell you what. I have probably run Hole in the Sky over the years, if, if not, a, you know, 80 times, very close to that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it was my, for the first year I ran DCC, the only thing I did was Hole in the Sky and DCC X-Crawl. And um, I'm a huge fan of the, the adventure. Still, I still love playing. I still have fun with it. I still you know, I still see characters do things I, I hadn't ever seen before or were unexpected. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still fond. Well, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, is it just me or I notice, you know, there's a theme in the titles of your Yes, I am a, uh, I'm a Black Sabbath uh, kind of fanatic. And um, when I, you know, I'm, I'm, which is weird, I'm actually not the biggest metal guy in the world. You know, I grew up on Long Island and when I was a kid, it was you know, there was rock and roll around, but it was kind of old person music. We liked, you know, for me, it was late disco and early hip hop. That was my childhood. But um, I, but I, when I when I moved to Texas, actually, when I moved to Houston, all of a sudden I, there were all these metalheads, and I picked their music. And one of the bands I fell in love with was Black Sabbath. And uh, fast forward however many years until I get the the DCC core book for the first time, and flipping through it and thinking about adventures and looking at the art, like I I can't look through that book and not hear Ronnie James Dio singing in my ear, you know, Ozzy, you know, all of that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, um, to me it's DCC is the most metal game ever in my mind. And it, it just rushes me back to the, those moments and such. So, you know, um, so yeah, I still, you know, and, uh, I, I don't know. I want to see, you know, I want to see more black Sabbath stuff out there rather than less. So. Right on, right on. Well, you, we're both old metal heads. Nice. But definitely, like I said, DCC is is totally metal. A hundred percent. And uh, it, it's still, like, you know, 
I usually the, the the writing music that I listen to would just like kill you. I listen to really bland, either either really bland stuff like in the background just to have it like as noise, or albums that I just know so well that like I've listened to since the seventies or eighties that I just know so well that they're just in one ear and out the other just for background noise. But I had this great like DCC list that I listen to when I'm working on stuff that um and it's pretty much Black Sabbath. Uh, you know, Hawkwind and then like bands that they influenced. That's hurting pretty much my, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I know that uh, like uh, the module I ran last night, the one that I wrote, what I was listening to when I wrote that one was uh, there's a, a Pandora station called Blood Ceremony Radio. Oh, I know Blood Ceremony. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Doug Kovacs turned me on to Blood Ceremony uh, some time back. And uh, whenever I want to know, know about like metal, like he's my go-to guy for everything. He's like the biggest metal guy in the world, and uh, I, I recommend everybody hang out on one of the DCC Music channels where we discuss, uh, where everyone discusses the, you know, the, just basically the sort of the, the music that inspires people. We had that was my oh I miss G plus so much. The G plus DCC Music thing was like. I would only log on every every couple of months, and then I would spend like a day and just listen to what everybody had on there and such. I found more great bands that way, you know, you know, Conan, you know, and uh, High on Fire and uh, Electric Wizard. For God's sakes, oh my God, uh, you know, just mind blowing stuff. And again, from this, you know, metal's not my main thing, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you gotta respect when people put out music like that and just blow your brains up. So. No, it's like what was it back in the day? Gygax and then we're listening to what prog rock or something. Were they? Actually, I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Oh well, but anyway, so we really appreciate you coming out to the Long Con 2019. Oh, my absolute honor. I had a great time. I've had nothing but good games here. It's been super fun. Y'all have been absolutely fantastic to me. And if you're listening to this, I recommend this convention highly. This was a fun convention it's a great place to bring a family um there's a you know a, a plethora of games going on for uh, all of uh, for all tastes and uh and for a con this size you guys have got a great dealer's hall like a shockingly good dealer's hall um you know and uh so yeah, come on out well, thanks man we appreciate the plug 100 percent. do you have anything to add mr eddie <laughs> that it? So thanks. It's been so great having everybody here. I, uh, you know, he's <laughs> giving me crap because I've had about oh three hours sleep. Typical uh, con. Oh no. I'll tell you what. These guys have worked super hard, and they made me feel super welcome. And like after putting a convention together, a convention. You people can't put together a cocktail party, and these guys have put together a fantastic con. And now they're going to just casually do a quick podcast afterwards here in the GM room. So show some respect. In yeah. the G, and please, this G, the, the GM room here, there we could have seven more games in here if we wanted to. This GM room is super comfortable and fantastic, and I pretty much ate my weight in Cheetos and Carmelo bars <laughs> in the last 48 hours. Like a, I'm like a hummingbird over there, like just just eating up all the snack food there because it's just been killer. Well, if anybody knows about the convention lifestyle and the convention diet. It would be you, buddy. It is. It is me. I uh, I definitely am on the road a lot. I do a lot of shows, and uh, you know, and uh, this is you know, you guys can hold your head up with uh, you know any of the small cons I've been to, and with a lot of the medium cons, and one big oh, nice. con that I'm not going to say the name of, uh. but I'm a finger spell it. For you guys, uh, right here, right now. So we'll broadcast uh, it on the next podcast. <laughs> we'll ruin this. We'll burn this whole thing down. <laughs> 
I'll never say that. Now, how many cons have you got in a year? Like, what's your record if you're this uh, is, able this to keep is track? This is my record year, and it's going to be, um, if I'm, I believe it's 18 this year. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. The only thing mm-hmm. I can say is, what the only thing the world needs more than another con is another podcast. Oh my gosh, There's right? not enough you in know. the world. <laughs> you know what, but uh, podcasts are so fantastic. There's a wonderful like way to express yourselves, and you got to have your own tiny little radio show that, you know, that um, nobody else, you know, uh, like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, okay, I'll tell you something about me. I don't, you know, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with the TV show 30 Rock. There are like three oh, cool. different 30 Rock podcasts you can go check out there and such. Plus ones that like people that, you know, involved with the show did as well. So, you know, but I, I love that. I love that. Like, and, and how many viewers do they get? They're coming to I have get no you, idea. Barbara. Yeah. yeah, you guys. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, y'all can't hear this, but someone is outside, either doing donuts or firing an M16 into the air. I'm not sure which. It's Someone. Texas. That's the sound of it freedom. Could, yeah, that's the sound he, of freedom he, he could be leaning out the window while doing donuts, firing the thing in the yeah, air and such. Like also, he's the mayor, so <laughs> <laughs> he does what he wants. <laughs> Yeah, I li- You know, I lived in uh, I lived in Houston for a couple of years, from uh, eighty three to somewhere in eighty five, eighty six. I want to say, and uh, so you know, I got a little Texas. Uh, I had a little experience here. I had some great times here. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question that we get all the time, and we have no good answer for. I'm ready. Why should people come to a convention? You should come to a convention to try. Uh, a variety of games to sort of dabble and taste a bunch of things to meet uh, other gamers and to um, have different experiences to get outside of your regular gaming group and the um, the sort of the, the 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 usual that you guys have you know that you've fallen into um, and uh, to see all of the unique stuff that you can get uh, from the dealers hall. And uh, hopefully to make some uh, long-lasting friends and uh, find, maybe find some new groups that you can play with, maybe in your area, maybe online. But, um, you know, I think that there's an experience that comes with convention gaming, you know, where you really just get to come and say, oh, I'll try one of these and one of these and I'll, I'll look at this game and I'll sit down. Or you know, just watching, just seeing people play other games that you haven't tried out before and sort of seeing what it all looks like is, um, you know, it's super interesting. Also, to get shot in the parking lot of a of a Hilton Garden Inn uh, here in Texas, because that's you'd be a real honor. You know, I Absolutely. mean, if I was, you know, the chance of me dying at a con is real high, and I wouldn't mind so much if it was here. It'd be fine. You know, my last meal was delivery pizza and those delightful little meat pies they have at the bar. Oh boy! Oh yeah! I eat like a champ. A, a genuine Nolan's chef made those genuine. meat pies. Genuine, yeah. delicious. So, um. Anything exciting? Anything new happening with Goodman Games that we should look for? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we're we're just uh, we're just shipping the Lankmar box set right now, and that's really exciting. Um, you know, it's the uh, it's the end of year for us, so right now we're cooking up a whole lot of stuff for next year. We're starting to put together next year's swag and figure out what we're going to do the road crew net for next year. Um, uh, you know, you've got uh, DCC number one hundred to look forward to. The oh, music wow. of the spheres. Um, that is going to be, you know, I, I mean, I've just been fanboying over that one forever. Actually, I'll tell you a story. So like, um, Joseph did a very early on a couple of years ago, he did a presentation talking about DCC. I, I don't think he knew it was going to be number 100 yet, but the uh, music of the spheres adventure that Harley Stroh is writing Harley, one of my absolute all time favorite designers and favorite human beings to walk the earth. Anyway, he had these, um, 
uh, sort of blow up posters to go as part of his demonstrations to show. So he had one that was a very, very primitive version of the uh, Music of the Spheres adventure, which is going to actually involve a, a dungeon with multiple shifting rooms that can change and like move around there on an axis and such. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, I, I took that. I took the poster. Oh, I have cool. it in my office. It is now yours. You've acquired it. It's inspirational to me. So, oh, Well, that's a good segue for me. There's something inspirational, as Matt got to suck up to you already a little bit. <laughs> I'll do my sucking up now. The quote that I, I, I is always attributed to you, or maybe your most famous quote, other than you kids get out of here and stop asking me to go to your car, <laughs> is the best story ever told is, uh, I'll mess it up because I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> what was told one time. I said some of the world's greatest stories have been told exactly one time by people with dice in their hands, and I stand by it. I love that quote, and I Thank agree you. with that quote. That was mind-blowing for me because you put into words my feelings. I couldn't like pinpoint it and go, that's it, but now I can say that's the quote that sums up gaming to me right there. Yeah, I, I really believe that. I mean, you know, think about how many of the fantastic adventures that you've been involved in that if they were to, you know, they'll never fully get told the way they got told that first time. They will, you know, you'll only see them. You share them with a couple of people. You act for each other. You know, you put on characters for one another and uh, you make these amazing things that get seen exactly one time that go in directions. You know, the uh, a, a, um, a mutual story, a story told by a bunch of people at a table goes a very, very different way than a novel or a movie or whatever and such and it, it takes on a life of its own and um, seeing those things happen like I said exactly once is nothing short of miraculous yeah and if you think about the quality of the story mm -hmm. and there's like three four five people in the world that are ever going to hear that story yep and with role playing you're experiencing that story yeah absolutely. it's kind of humbling it really is and I find myself absolutely privileged to, I mean, I think of the, you know, what, what my life could have been, but you know, I've had access to so, I mean, I love stories. I'll never stop being, I'll never not be in love with stories and that I've had the opportunity to share so many unique stories with people on the road and in my personal life for gaming, um, that, uh, you know, I, I've seen it happen again and again and again. And I, again, it, it's, you know, you can become, you know, numb to it, but Every time it's a miracle. Every time it's fantastic. Even, you know, it's always going to go and do something you didn't expect for it to do. And um, because you have all the other people in the mix and all those ideas, the the synergy of all those people, all the creativity coming together at once, it's always mind-blowing to me. And um, I, I, I'm so, so lucky to have seen and experienced and facilitated some of the stories that I have over time. Yeah, one of the really cool things that I was thinking about, and I saw it at other cons, and I was really glad that you did it here, was the... DCC experimental. Have you had some really good or awful results off that? You know, I've never had an awful result of the DCC experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, the one today, this one took a kind of a weird turn, but <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it, it's a whole like thing. But um, no, but it was it was still I, we had a um, that was a great game though, and uh, I had uh, I had a bunch of uh, real young people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you know, you know, um, but um, yeah, the DCC experiment, I have a, I've I've had so many incredible experiences with that um you know again and again and again where we you know the the point for um of the experiment what i do is um we give um 
we do some world building in the beginning. We all share in the world building. So in the beginning, we come up with a unique city and a unique scenario that we then all kind of like run through. Um, we come up with some we go with some character traits of everyone and such. And then I give it some special narrative elements. So, for example, I let people, um, you know, in, in DCC, you can spend luck points um, to make up the gap if you fail a roll or whatever. But I also allow people to spend luck points to change narrative elements of the game. So you might, oh, you know, wow. someone say, well, how many luck points would it be for this guy that just came down the elevator to be my brother that I haven't seen ever <laughs> and I'll be like oh, two luck points and that has, that's happening you know or whatever you know and um, giving it making it based on luck points makes it where it doesn't happen too too like you know you don't see people just ruining the game with it because <laughs> they're going to need those luck points at the end when my monster comes out and tries to eat their face um, but um, uh, but I, you know it, it, it's led to some just absolutely fantastic you know, interesting, captivating stories, um, you know, again and again and again. And uh, again, one time, one group, right. it, 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 even more so than, I mean, I, there's some adventures I've run 50 times and they all have similarities, but this one, every time gets out of hand, every time wonderfully goes beyond my expectations. So, um, it, and it's not the kind, like, I don't know, I, I'd love to find a way to share that with more people and I'm still thinking about what that would look like. Mm. Uh, but at some point, I'd love to do that in such a way where, you know, and here's Here's the home version, you know, and I'm still just trying to figure out how that's going to look uh, and what it's going to feel like. So that is something I'm working on. Cool. Uh, kind of talking about writing stories, uh, writing adventures, because the only thing that the world needs more than another convention and another podcast is more guys writing modules, right? Absolutely. So here's one that I'll ask you from like something I've been going through because I've almost never written down adventures. It's always mm -hmm. like, here's my outline, but actually trying to put pen to the paper and go, sure. this is how somebody else would run it. One of the things that I've had problems with is kind of self-censoring. Like, maybe this maybe this is an adult situation that should not be in the module. Oh, yeah. Do you run across that? Is there things that you're like, oh, this is a great idea, but I, that's not going to see the light of day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, I, I think it's too sexy or, you know, whatever. Or, 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 or whatever. Or actually what mine always is. It's not that mine is always. This is the thing that I find hilarious that everyone else is going to be like, <laughs> no, no one else will laugh. that's not it's funny at dark. all. That's, but or just just to, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like I'll have an idea, you know, um, I'm trying to think of one specifically now. And of course I can't. But, um, you know, I, I have a, a very, I don't know, I've got, a, you know, I've got my sense of humor and I, I, I you know, I don't. I don't not let myself tell jokes and adventures and slip in. I mean, uh -huh. I, I slip in tons of references and in jokes and everything that I do, but sometimes I'll come up with a thing that I, I, you know, at first glance or when I first put it down, I think, Oh, this is gonna be so, so, so funny. And then I go back and read it or I try running it someplace and I'm like, Oh, that's right. No one is going to think that's funny, but me. And that's that. That's my part of my problem. No one thinks I'm funnier than I do. <laughs> Absolutely no one. And uh, I will very often write things that I, I realize are is are very amusing to me uh -huh. and that everybody else would be like oh, dude, shut up that's not so um i i don't you know i i kind of have i'm trying to say like I, my stuff i mean too dark there, there are i think that you you know there's a you just got to find the right audience for anything like that you right know, there are people who are putting adventures out there that are 
definitely not ready for general consumption that are sort of right. darker or bleaker or um you know uh, whatever 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 extreme to whatever it is or brighter and sunnier you know what i mean i mean there's somebody out there that's coming up with scenarios right now for no thank you evil that you would be like oh my gosh you know but that kids are gonna love you know it's mm-hmm. not for a general audience that's for a real specific niche and those there should be a, a people writing for that niche audience you know what i'm saying and there should mm-hmm. also be people writing you know for the bronies and the uh, yeah you know metalheads and the you know the the people who just want to see you know monkeys on horseback having lance fights you know what i'm saying yep that's me definitely but um uh, so I, I i just feel like you know if you have that idea and you have to get it out whatever that is that doesn't right. go over you just got to decide if you're going to do it and then put it out in such a way that people can go okay this is a thing that i want or don't want because of its content you just don't want to sneak that in on anybody that's right. what's nasty you know what i'm saying that but would it, that would make me angry you know yeah 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 uh, but the other thing while i'm kind of picking your brain is somebody that sure. is looking at how often do you flop how often you go? This this adventure is just not fleshed out, or it's it's when it comes in contact with people, they're just not responding the way I thought they were going yeah. to. Let's see, that's the beauty of the RPG thing, okay? You know, especially these days when you can go online and find groups. You know, you write an adventure and it flops. Maybe it's dead, but maybe it just needs tweaking. Tweak it. Do it again with another group. Tweak it. Do it again with another group. You know, and just keep doing that until you figure out what the problems are. And then, you know, um, and then, you know, put it together, you know, I used to say that, you know, the, the minimum I would put do the minimum times I would run an adventure, like, like before I put it to paper would be like three, like okay. running it twice myself and then getting one other person to do it. But like these days, you know, like now that you can go on the internet and find people at like any hour, you can find Germans who are looking to play DCC who speak English and they want to play at two oh, in the wow. morning. Yeah. Um, you know, there's absolutely no reason not to play test your adventure until you really feel very good about it, you know, and um, keep on doing it until you get it where you want it to be. Well, this is one I'll let you cut in in just a second, man. It looks like I've sparked your imagination with this line of questioning. I am contract, contractually obligated to mention my mod, Carnage Casino, in every podcast. But um, that's one where I did a lot of playtesting for it, and I ran it here and I ran it there. It just wasn't landing. I was like, I don't, I don't think this is it. I think this is like my sophomore attempt, yeah. and it's just not landing. But then I went to NTRPG. I got an MCC. It's an MCC adventure. Uh-huh. It's an MCC crowd for the first time. Yeah. Those guys freaking ate it up with a spoon. They Different loved story. it. Different story, yeah. And I yeah. said, I, I've been running this for the wrong people. I yeah. mean, there's tweaks and pieces that needed to be done, but it was all about knowing the audience and getting it to the right people. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And I'll be happy to mention, mention Matt's module, Mansion of Madness, but which one did you want to talk about, brother? Oh, no, I was going to say with with Carnage, I kept telling you were like, man, something's not right, and I said, yeah, but you're close. I mean, there's yeah. there's something that's missing. It's just I can't put my finger on it. And you made that one change, and I really think that really, you mm-hmm. know, that was the the missing piece. Yeah. So I got one of those. Okay. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and on y'all's podcast, I'm going to announce for the very first time this adventure I've been messing with, which will be like part. I don't even know now, five, six of my Black Sabbath, you know, octuplet adventures, um, which is uh, Planet Caravan. And um, first time I ran I that, that song. I Me know, too. Right? I know, right? I won't say it's, it's my so favorite trippy. Sabbaths because I got a lot of favorites, but I love, it's, 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 it's so an trippy. absolute it. beautiful song and it's, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, okay, this is another podcast. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I did. And, um, uh, you know, um, anyway, so I tried it. You know, it was like 
10% of it was good. And the rest of it was like, no, this isn't it. And now I've run it like five or six times. It's still not there a hundred percent, but every time I do it, I get a little bit closer to what I'm going for. And now it's, it's, it now it's still fun for me to run at a convention. It's just not right for publication yet. So, you know, I'm going to try that one. That's going to be like one of the ones I'm really going to mess around with next year and really do a lot of, a lot of uh, tries with. But, um, you know, I believe in the, I'm not even sure. I want to call it even the concept, the feel of it. You know what I mean? I, I sort of have a a thing I'm going for. This kind of like, you know, it's 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 fantasy, it's space, and it's about loneliness and isolation and sort of like finding yourself, you know, sprung into creation, having um, no kinship with anyone, and having to connect and find those kinships, and sort of like make a family out of what you find there. You know. And, um, that's pretty deep. <laughs> you know what though? You, you, you know, here's the thing about that. You can be deep on that end. If you played it, you'd be like, Oh, we shot it. We, <laughs> we fought a bunch of guys. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and still have fun. I, I think that one of the things I, I think about adventure design, at least for myself, that really helps for me is that I think that all of my things have a bigger, bigger level that nobody sees but me, you know? And I, I work in that kind of way where I, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think, what did I even run here? This is so awful. I'm so sleepy. I ran. I'm right there with you, Brandon. What did I run? Uh, oh, I ran. Um, I'm here to torture them. Actually, you know, uh, X Crawl is a good example. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, X Crawl, it's silly. It's a game show. It's lethal. There are monsters and prizes and traps, and you go through, and, you know, you know, you can take it on that surface level. But I think on a deeper level, I think X Crawl is a super dark world. I think it has a lot to say about commercialism and celebrity culture and um, the rich versus poor society that we're that we all live in. You know, class conflict, absolutely racism. You know, and I think all of that is in there, but just just a, just a, just a, yeah, just a drop here and there and such. But I see it, you know, as as you know, when I'm designing it, I see it on a much bigger level. I think about what it's like to be, you know, the backstage key grip in a place where you know this one monster that happens to speak English you got from, that you became friendly with is getting ready to die on Thursday in the th- third heat of the Phoenix Open, you know? You know what what it's like for him. Yeah. You know, and what 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 that what would that do to you as a moral being living in a world where the best the absolute best thing you can do for your family is get a job with this death sport mm-hmm. where you are literally going to watch not just your fellow humans, but other sentient creatures that just don't happen to look like you, you know, get shanghaied and forced into combat and, and murdered for uh, for trinkets, you know? Well, if you ever wonder if there's anyone that appreciates that deeper level, I'm going to brag on my boy here because when he's looked at X-Crawl one time, he said, you know, the whole running through the dungeon, uh, you know, blood sport thing's great. But he said, you know, if you really think about it on the deeper level, like the whole behind the scenes, the corporate thing, yeah. just what you're talking about, this cat thought about that level of awesome. it's like, and to play an adventure where you go into the intrigue and the yeah. corporate, you know, shenanigans and double dealing and whatnot, he said, now that would be cool. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I hope I one day, I have like, it's one of those things, like, you know, how is it that my own game is my own heartbreaker? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I have so much stuff I'd love to do. You know, it would take me, if I could run, you know, a four-hour weekly for a set group that made it every session and we got together for five hours twice a week, it would take me, you know, years to explore all of the things I would really like to explore with that kind of adventure. And it would have it would have to do with all of that and more, you know, so. Yeah, well... 
I know you're getting tired, but I'm going to pick your brain on it. No, but you, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, once again, let me tell you about my character. I wrote this X crawl adventure. Nice. And uh, it was in the Boffer Leagues, so you were basically a zero X-Crawl level. Uh-huh. And it, it was very meta, as there was an uh, interview I heard back in the day with uh, Giza Butler talking about Iron Man. <laughs> He's like, uh, the Iron Man was us. It was a reflection of us. So the one that I wrote was The Long Crawl, and it was doing us our very first con. And we were at the Cheesy Hotel, yeah. and the zero-level Boffer League guys were us. Yeah. It was really taking place in the... The hotel we were at. at That's the time. fantastic. And so it was, to me, it was kind of layers and layers. Yeah. And I broke one of the rules by having some lyrics in there, which were this one was very the lady or the tiger. You going to go with this or that? Is door A or door B? Uh-huh. And the rush lyrics for if you decide not to choose, you still have made a choice. So you had a door A and you had a door B. No one ever found door C that just took you through the whole thing. <laughs> Every time you had a decision point room, there was, I decided not to decide. I searched for secret doors. There it is, and I go to the next one. Ah, very but, clever. But that was the kind of, like, when you get really, I guess, meta into it, and you just start putting more layers and layers. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's even necessarily meta. That's just going taking a deep contextual read of this weird world where that kind of thing would come up. Because, I mean, there's a guy whose job it is to design those things who is maybe says, you know what, I'll put a secret door in here and it'll be door C. And, like, eventually his boss is going to be like, why do you do this? And he's going to say, look, do you know the band Rush? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that exists inside of that world. Exactly. You know? So um, I, I hope... You know, I hope you keep doing stuff like that because that's fantastic, man. And I hope that, like, you know, yeah, that's not even meta. That's just like a, a you know, this this crazy world that uh, look everything in X Crawl. It's it's you know eight million things that I read and cobbled together. It's you know what I mean. There's nothing you know original. It's just a bunch of things right. that yeah. went through my filters and kind of fell in there and such. But I think they're all things about that sort of reflect on our real world and of course on. Dungeons and Dragons and on my own personal game style, you know, and it kind of came to create this thing and such. And I hope that, I hope that it's the kind of thing that even if you don't recognize what, where all that comes from or care, and you don't have to care, mm-hmm. you can just really, you can literally just run through it and do it the way it is. But even if you don't recognize it, I hope it still feels like it has enough layers that it makes you want to add things like that because if it has layers and you can add layers, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's, so that's, that's what I, I, I like, I love hearing stories like that because you know, that makes me think, oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that 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 other people are looking at it and taking it to that different level. You know, that's then I've done my job right. So cool. Uh, let me ask you another one kind of off that. We were talking about Thundercats the other day. Yeah. So uh, one of the first things that I ever read is the in the X-Crawl books was, geez, I can't even remember which one it is. What DJ Devastator. Devastator. Yes. From the old core book. Yeah. 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 So that was one of your buddies, right? Was he DJ Devastator? Is that how it was or no? No. So the original DJ, a lot of them are based on friends of mine. Okay. Okay. The original X-Crawl DJ was um, DJ Cudgel Up. And that is based right, on okay. my uh, my dear friend, Julie Klugman. Ah, that's um, probably who was one thinking. of the early people who I gained with. And who like, when I first started thinking about X-Crawl, I'm like, oh, she'd be the perfect one for this. Smiling, having a good time, and then just watching you burn yourselves down and, and fight these horrifying things. And I loved the idea that she would train these goblins 
she has her the the part of the story is that um, DJ Kudjalup has her own goblin fight squad. They're the Kudjalup dancers, and they're just these this coordinated team of really good goblins that she's been like working with for generations and generations. And they just you know, but they're they're also like it's also silly. You know what I'm saying? Like even though these guys go out there and fight and get killed, they also learn dance steps. They learn how to mm-hmm. fight on roller skates. They learn how to fight on bungee cords. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, they they do all that and such. So um yeah, she's at he the uh, um. I actually call her Julie Klugman. She's based on my friend Julie. Devastator um, was actually, in my original home campaign, um, the, the way it went was the first one I ran was the Memphis Crawl and then St. Louis. And St. Well, the Memphis Crawl was very, this is back when I lived in Seattle. The Memphis Crawl mm-hmm. sort of went, went as planned. But halfway through the St. Louis Crawl, um, it goes haywire. Some of the monsters get loose and they run around backstage and they, 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 my guys had to fight them in the dark in the control booth and such. And they've gotten control of the AVS system. So they're broadcasting while they're just being just jerks and beating on guys. And, you know, mm-hmm. just like you'd imagine a bunch of monsters being, and they had to go in there and fight in that thing. And um, the whole time I've been doing advertisements for the Texarkana crawl, which is yeah. Devastator's event. And at the end of this, uh, the St. Louis crawl, halfway through level one, um, they, 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 they this, it goes haywire. They stop the crawl and they announce they're going to start it back. But that DJ loses their commission and they have a new DJ. They brought in DJ Devastator, who's the only DJ who's volunteered to come in and take control of things. And the first thing he does is he goes through and he says... All of the creatures in the old menagerie for this dungeon were in on it. So I killed them all last night. And I'm bringing in my crew. Like, so he brings his own monsters in. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, you know. But he's still, now he's going from an unlimited class event to a Division 2 event. So he has to, or Division 3 rather, and he still has to have those constraints. So it's like, what do you do when you have this horrendous, terrifying mastermind that still has to do all this and work within budget, you know? So he turns the, they had a, the, the, the event, the room that was going on when, um, uh, when everything went nuts was kind of a um, Wizard of Oz parody. Mm-hmm. And he turned that into a World War I trench warfare thing with hobgoblins with bayonets on M1 rifles and such just fighting across there. You know, same same guy. You know, same room. You know what I mean? Same setup. He just kind of move things, get in there, dig some trenches, and let's you know put some rain in there. And uh, it went from you know, you know, um, you know, this how we you know pass the day away in the merry old land of Oz to you know once more over the breach, dear friends. Before you know, you're you know food for the gun. So, and that is way more about my old ham home campaign than anybody ever wants to hear. But there you go. No, that was really interesting. <laughs> but the other thing is. Devastator, is that a Transformers reference for all my Transformers homies out there? Ah. No, no. Uh, you know what? I'm so sorry. It's awful. No, you know what? Transformers, like, I, I'm, I'm that old that when like Transformers, like this were the, guy. yeah, Transformers were the first toy that I was like, I had just, had, I've outgrown these. Yeah, I, I was like, like, I, I saw them on TV and I was like. I'm not, I don't even care about this. Like, like I had gotten out of the toy thing. I still, I still did geek stuff. I still did comics, and of course, I was gaming. But I was like, I'm not going to spend money on Transformers. I had a girl I liked, and I wanted to save up money to take her to the movies and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, it's not a Transformers register uh, re- reference. Um, I think I just came up with it. Then um, you'll be annoyed to know that someone that was a little bit younger, DJ Bruticus. Which is a Transformers reference that neither one of you are registering, but no, it's no. along the same lines. It's sure. It's kind of. The, I know Starscream. Uh, Is he one? There you I go. know him. See, Starscream. It's uh-huh. perfect. 
Yeah. But no, that's mine's cool. in Texture Canada too, of course. It's nice. set under that. It's yeah. a subset. So there's a, a faction way of doing that. It's kind you know of cool. what? In, in your X-Crawl world, do that. Make it exactly. all Transformer. Have a Transformer dungeon. I mean, just do it up. But like, t- you know, take that. It's actually, Transformers is a really interesting one because, yeah. you know, since I didn't, I didn't get excited about them when I first saw them on TV. You know what I mean? I did. Right. Micronauts, Star Wars figures. You know what I'm saying? I was Micronauts are kind of the predecessor. I'm one of Micronauts. Yeah, they really are. You know what I mean? And before that, it was Micromen and um, it was the old Kung Shogun Fu Warriors. G.I. Joe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Shogun Warriors. Oh, you know. So to me, like the. Um, but the Transformers, I had some distance from because I didn't get excited about them. And it was really interesting yeah. like, to go along that commercialism to say, okay, this is literally a toy to sell comics, to sell movies, oh, yeah. to sell t-shirts. It was just a, it was a giant big marketing strategy. Hey, this robot turns into a cassette recorder and this one turns into a gun and this one's a tractor trailer. You know, um, not to take away, but like to, to that's, a, that's a really interesting thing. I mean, I hope yeah. you work in that kind of commercialism. Like to me, the, what was the one you said his name was? A Bruticus? Bruticus, yeah. I, I hope that Bruticus is also a marketing genius who's at the same time putting his yeah. image on absolutely everything. Because he's emulating. Because yeah. that's what I thought when I read it is somebody probably came up with that and this is his way of yeah. reflecting it and emulating that's it. That's what I'm saying about Trying layers. to knock it off. Yeah, like once you put all that, once once you kind of like layer it in there like that, then it's like, yeah, add that level. Add the Bruticus level. Add all of his offshoots and such. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really cool You did that you did that. Well, part of your previous answer made me wonder, how much of the world history do you have going through your mind right now? Because I'm sure between me and Matt, just our little mods that we've wrote, we're like, what did I write again? So <laughs> God help you. A ton. You know what? The, the, <laughs> the world history of the world of X-Crawl. Which I love. It, that's one of my favorite parts right there. It's a brilliant story to me. Thank you. It all came, like the, the inspiration to write all of that came from my genius mom. So when I first, wow. I know, right? So when I first started doing X-Crawl, I just envisioned it as being, you know, I, I really wanted it to feel like RoboCop, okay? Where mm-hmm. you had the adventure there, but then you would, you, yeah, but you'd only see the commercials. You'd just see these ads in the background. And, yeah, and I was going to use the ads and the TV references and all the marketing stuff to kind of like show that that on the outside, but I didn't really ever thing to explore it. I was just going to do dungeon, 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 dungeon. And then I got with the panda head guys. The panda guy, head guy said, no, write a backstory, write a world. How's this all getting there? So I'm working on it. One night I mentioned it to my, I'm like talking to my mom and said, I'm like, yeah, this one takes place in St. Louis. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like coming up with some experimental backstory. And she goes, if it's all Roman based and this is all about yeah. Roman things, why is there a Saint, a, a place called St. Louis? And I had to go, oh, that's a great question. Yeah. And it was like, she, she was exactly right. Like, why would you, why, you know, and, and at the same time, I wasn't willing to, if I went back and changed all of the city names in America to reflect a, a deeper Roman heritage, you know what I'm saying? If everything was like New Memphis and, you know, um, New, uh, New Isome or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It would be like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like x crawling anymore. It wouldn't feel like American sports anymore. Right. And then what are you doing? You know? So the entire history of that, it's like, okay, well, how do I have, and this is how a lot of things I did in x took place. It was like, okay, this is what I want to see. How did I, how do I get here? You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, well, yeah, there were messianics and they came over here and they settled the U.S. and they had to fight off the British and they had their general who then betrayed them and created a, a quasi Roman state with a, with, you know, um, you know, British aristocracy levels and uh, the European guild system, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this weird hybrid he put together, but it all, because I had to have an adventure that took place in St. Louis or Texarkana or, or you know, like that, that was the original ones. It was Memphis, St. Louis, Texarkana, and then um, 
eventually Brooklyn, the Brooklyn crawl, which is when I went back and did like a zero level thing, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, it was like, how do I, how do I get back to this? How do I take this? This is what I wanted to see, you know? Um, like the, the original vision for X crawl for me was I was on the bus and I had this picture in my head of a, uh, a guy like a, a fighter and he's his, his, his thief buddy is trying to pick a lock and he looks on the inside of his shield and there was a digital clock stuck in there and he's like saying look we are going to get disqualified if you don't get uh-huh. there and he's like all right just just shut up let me work and i everything x crawl was to make that happen in a, a environment where it makes sense you know what I'm saying? everything well, comes time out of that. to live that time constraints easy for me to say is such a good way to move the party along oh yeah like hey you're being timed that blows people's minds. Oh yeah, and then also for me, like, and that's a lot of X crawl is about my individual play style. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would hate having adventures. Like, I would get so mad. I would set a thing up, and I was, I was, I was a kid, and I wasn't very good at it. You know, but like, they would meet a man in a tavern who would say, "I know a place. You know, there are monsters there that need to get slain." And all my guys would spend a whole session going, "No, we want 500 gold pieces," and they would, they would fight. They would, they would keep us from getting to the action of the adventure for like sessions and sessions mm-hmm. fighting over imaginary gold pieces and just, just making, just to get on my nerves, I think. So, <laughs> you know, like now you go to the X-Crawl adventure because that's your job. You are a professional mm-hmm. adventurer and that's where it's happening and such. And it eliminates a lot of that motivation, but then it also lets you have that other kind of motivation. Like, why did you do this in the first place? Like that's the, you know, now we, we've, we've all, we've all agreed that we're going on an adventure today. How'd you get here? You know what I'm saying? We wagged the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so, oh, well, I had a giant big medical debt. I want, I just can't wait to get out there and bust some skulls. I'm a sociopath and I want to take out my frustrations on bugbears or, or whatever it happens to be that your thing is. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it, it eliminates like, like parts that bothered me as a player. Like you would go through the dungeon and you would find like, you know, 65 bolts of expensive bricade cloth that are worth 100 gold pieces each if you can figure out how the heck to get them back to Greyhawk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, ah, I'm going to lose my mind over here. There's only so many bags of holding. You know? Um, so, hey, you know what? They mail you that stuff. You get a gift certificate. You know what I mean? Oh, a guy yeah. comes by your house with a van. Ah, you well, know? I love the, like, the little girl comes out and presents you. I'd like to give you, you know, your lifetime yeah. uh, supply of Life Boy. Yeah, but you don't have to we'll carry just stop the, the action and you don't have do to a commercial through the dungeon. And when you get home, you call their PR guy who sends you a case, and you run out and send you another case. I love. Um, I, I he had played X Crawl a few times, but I never had. And he wrote his adventure and wanted a little help, you know, play testing it. And and uh, I remember at one point we come into a room and they're zombies or something, and like we're ready to run there and just tear them up. And as we get closer, like one of them lurches close and goes, "Okay, you know." Uh, go easy on us we're gonna make you guys look good and we're like wait what and when we realize he goes yeah make a perception yeah these guys are just guys made up in makeup and they're yeah. you know so we we tried to like so he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like are, are we gonna draw our attacks or are we gonna go ahead and be brutal and murder these human beings that are just playing at being yeah. zombies so that kind of blew our minds because we're like whoa wait what the hell you know yeah staging that's it that's what know? makes it different and that would yeah and that, I hope I hope I, I love that that's exactly how it should be and I, I think that's a really cool cool way to do it and to kind of like uh, snap your players out of their their normal perception mm-hmm. of it and give them these interesting role playing opportunities you know they have to then deal with you know so that, mm-hmm. yeah that's killer fantastic man. but the uh, zombie room you had mentioned something earlier about people doing the thriller <laughs> to some zombies I think <laughs> yeah almost every party that went into this room where the zombies bust in and it was kind of uh, a light uh, easy for me to say you can tell it's getting late Night of the Living Dead theme. That was kind of the room where, okay, the zombies are busting in. Here's your horror movie genre sort of thing. Yeah. 
almost every single party that I ran through that would bust out the thriller dance on them. See, that that you know what that does? That makes my heart just like <laughs> glow with pleasure. I love hearing that. That's so cool. You and know? everybody thought they were the only ones to do it. Yeah, like yeah. and. <laughs> But that's, you know, it was great that's though. Cool, though. That's yeah. kind of like the universal experience. Yeah. You see zombies coming at you. What do you do? I start dancing, baby. I think it's fantastic, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I put references throughout stuff. Sometimes people get them, sometimes they don't. But the references are there to give it layers. You know what I'm saying? So whether or not they pick them up, you recognize that they've got things and such. So if it wasn't the slave, if it wasn't the zombie thing with with thriller, it'd be something else. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. that's that's and that's I I hope that's what the scenario does for people in general across the board. So all right, I can tell they are running out of hit points. So oh, you guys man. have any uh, final you thoughts me? you want to go? Uh, just um, you know, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to come be on your podcast and come be on your fantastic convention, and I have had a fantastic time. You guys have been super, super generous with us and uh, treated us great. And I've had just great games here. I've met some really hip people. And, um, you know, it's just been fantastic. So thanks very much. And I hope that every time you do an event like this, I'm not saying I can come every time, but I hope you'll always think of me and always reach out to me. And if I can, I absolutely will. I heard him say he could come every time. That's how we will edit this. (laughs) They'll edit it. It's going to be like, Brendan is going to move here to Texas and just live here at this hotel. And when they need me for a dungeon, they're just going to... Like it'll be like Hideo in um, in uh, what's it called? Oh, I can't think of the movie now. I am getting tired. Um, <laughs> Neuromancer. They'll just thaw oh, me yeah, out. Yeah, I'll run a dungeon and then they'll put me back in the deep freeze. So. Right on. But yeah, we want to. We appreciate Goodman Games. You know, letting you come out. Letting you Absolutely. Out and uh, we really appreciate you coming out. And uh, Goodman Games has always been really you great to us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, seriously, they've always been very generous with us yeah. in many regards. Oh, good. So good, we good, really good. we appreciate it. Absolutely, I'm really glad we could help out and be a part of this. I'm proud that Goodman Games and uh, myself personally can be a part of this fantastic event that you guys have put together. Well yeah. done, guys. Well and done, y'all. One one final butt kissing. I think we've already said it on the podcast, <laughs> but we said, if you know, getting special guests. Who would meet and Matt enjoy? Who would we really love to see? And seriously, no lion, top of the list, you, sir. Satine Phoenix. And then me. No, but seriously, that's thank you. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we... we, you're welcome. And here's um, we you. so so you know here's something y'all don't know out there in podcast land. This past oh, Thursday, Thursday for the convention was Matt's birthday, and uh, we wound up doing a late night birthday game for him. But I was tired, and we only went for a couple of hours. So next time we do this, I want us to build in a big proper game for everybody where we can get in there and uh, actually roll some dice and do something heavy, heavy, heavy DCC lifting. I would just hate that. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> All right, Podcast Land, we are out of here. We're out of hit points. Thanks, gang. <laughs>